You are listening to Redefining Disability, an adaptive sports podcast brought to you by Move United. I am your host, Sean Butcher, and I have the privilege of serving as the editor of Move United Magazine, the nation's leading adaptive sports publication. Each week, tune in to hear how sports have made it possible for our nation's adaptive athletes, training tips from the best coaches and program leaders, and news on the latest technology, equipment, and trends in the industry. Daniel Gale is a founder and current executive director of Adaptive Action Sports, a Move United member organization based in Colorado. He has been the sports organizer for ESPN and the Summer X Games, the Adaptive Skateboard Park Jam, Adaptive Snowcross, and more. He also serves as the general manager for para skateboarding with USA Skateboarding, which is why we're talking today. So Daniel, I want to talk about skateboarding, but, but first I thought we'd start by uh, talking a little bit about you and, and obviously uh, adaptive action sports as well. So just for those that are listening, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure, absolutely. Uh, my name is Daniel Gale. I am the executive director and co-founder of Adaptive Action Sports. Um, adaptive Action Sports is a nonprofit that Amy Purdy, my wife and I founded in 2005. And it uh, gets people with physical, permanent physical disabilities into action sports. And so that's kind of all the alternative sports that uh, that kind of sometimes get overlooked a little bit or the counterculture, we'll call them. So the, the, all the X Games style um, sports that we think of, uh, snowboarding, skateboarding, BMX, those types of things. Uh, and we're based in Copper Mountain. Um, like I said, we found it in 2005 and uh, we're, we're flourishing and doing really well. So you won't, it won't be too long before we're celebrating your 20th anniversary then. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. And so the kind of the bread and butter for adaptive action sports has become putting uh, people onto the U.S. Paralympic snowboard team. And we train athletes full time at Copper Mountain during the winter season. And uh, our intention is to give them the tools that they need to be able to compete at uh, a World Cup level and then hopefully earn enough points and meet the criteria to make the, the U.S. Paralympic snowboard team. And we've become quite successful at it over the years. We've got a, a number of medals under our belt and successes in the World Cup circuit and World Championship circuit. So, yeah, we love we love what we do at Copper Mountain. And more recently, we're integrating skateboarding into that programming, uh, including training in the summertime and and, uh, and a competition pipeline. Which is really exciting. I mean, I know that folks do have known adaptive action sports as kind of that winter side, winter season uh, sports and, and recreational opportunities. But the fact that, you know, that this opens up a new pipeline, a new a new venue and a new opportunity for adaptive athletes on the summer side is really exciting. What what kind of what kind of started that? What 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 was the impetus behind that? Well, it's something that we've actually always wanted to do. And to some extent, we've included skateboard programming into our charter since the day we found it. But there, there doesn't exist a, a competition pipeline. It's not in the Paralympic Games. And so um, it's been, you know, th those types of things are a little bit of an uphill battle, of course, to find funding for. But um, 
right now we're in a really great place. Uh, I was I was actually recently brought on as the new GM for USA Skateboarding, and um, so my plan will be to to transition slowly out of the adaptive action sports role, probably take a, a role on the on the board of directors for AAS, and then continue to do my work with USA Skateboarding. But the exciting thing about that is that I'm I'm at the steering wheel with a with another amazing person, our CEO Johnny Schillereff. To, to really mold the skateboard program um, as we see it. And of course, we're working at the Olympic level with our national team and those uh, Olympic hopefuls that are trying to make it to the games. But one big piece of our DNA uh, that we see moving forward is the adaptive side of it. Um, and and so really this new job is, is the impetus behind behind this effort now uh, at USA Skateboarding, we're creating a pipeline of competitions to include three regionals, an online video submission competition that'll all culminate uh, at our nationals event in December. And that event, the, all of those events will include an adaptive division, which is really exciting. And we intend to include that adaptive division with classifications, which is something that hasn't been done to date. So that's that's an exciting piece to that puzzle. So uh, talk a little bit more in detail about those regionals and like, are yeah. we talking? I mean, are they taking place this year or, or are we a year away? What's what's the timing on that, and where are they taking place? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we haven't released any information, but we will do so in the next couple of weeks. And hmm. those competitions will be taking place this season. We're on a bit of an accelerated um, pathway. Um, we are the the staff that's currently at USA Skateboarding is an is a new staff to the organization. Uh, we're doing a bit of an overhaul and catching up with what the old staff um, left us with. So it's an exciting time. We're kind of building a new organization, but they will happen um, this season on July 4th. We're going to make a big announcement for uh, the video competition series. And there will be actually a cash purse for these competitions, which is cool, including the adaptive divisions. Um, And our intention is to, to grow really from the bottom up, we want to we want to increase membership base. Of course, we want to give uh, potential athletes and participants the resources they need to to find an event close to them. Um, we're looking at really connecting with other competitions that exist across the country already uh, that have amateur level or beginner uh, intermediate competitions. Uh, we're really looking to the future to create an adaptive coaches and an well, we're, we're looking to create a coaches certification to include adaptive. And um, so there's a lot of moving parts and pieces, and we're really moving quickly because you know obviously Paris is is right around the corner. Um, but so you know we want it. We want to. We want to integrate into competitions that already exist and really try and be a piece of of what already exists. For example, do tour and X Games. I've I've been a sport organizer for years for both of those organizations, and have brought adaptive snowmobiling, adaptive Moto X, adaptive skateboarding, uh, to to name a few to those programs and that stuff's so cool and exciting and so try and figure out how do we work with you know those competitions that exist already um and integrate them into our pipeline maybe through some sort of wild card option um but it's exciting i get i get really excited about it just thinking about the the, how big this thing can go and i think it's going to be huge for the adaptive uh, skateboard community 
Indeed, yeah. And, and you mentioned like X Games and those types of things. They were huge to elevate the growth of uh, pair snowboarding. So, the, and, you know, being able to, to be, be integrate into other existing community uh, events or competitions already, are, it will just help elevate, elevate adaptive and pair skateboarding as well. Hundred percent, yeah, absolutely. And then I, you know, for us, we one big thing that we've talked about and that you know is already a part of our um, a part of our our policies and procedures, I guess, for lack of better wording, moving forward, is that we envision our adaptive team to be one with the national team. So if you're a female and you um, and you skateboards uh, in the on the national team and you're in street, for example, that's that's what you do. You'd work with our street coach. If you're if you're um, a man and you um, skate in park, that's what you do. Uh, and if you're adaptive and you skate in park, that's what you do. But you're just, it's just one national team, and we we, we don't want to delineate adaptive and able-bodied or i'm using the quote air quotes there when i say that everyone but um yeah so i i'm i'm excited for that we really have a vision for the future where we want to make uh an equal playing field and and really support these athletes the same as we we want to support the national team for for skateboarding yeah so it's exciting with full integration and inclusion so yeah i use the air quotes all the time too so that's <laughs> that's all right and, and <laughs> i'd love to love to hear your insights in terms of like the crossover between snowboarding and skateboarding because i know that there are athletes that you know that they they do they snowboard in the in the winter and then they kind of pivot and uh to uh skateboarding in the you know in the war in the warmer months uh, yeah they, absolutely it's you know there's such a um a commonality there and and with surf too so i know there's a lot of snowboard athletes that go to surf or go to skate and mm -hmm. i think maybe maybe more go to surf right now just because you know there's there is a, an existing pipeline of competitions there for them and so our hope is to create that that competition pipeline and and, and certainly pull um you know snowboarders into the skate world and then uh skateboarders into the snow world and um, actually, our, our board of directors has on it um, the the chairman to the board of um, USA Surfing, and so he's he's on our board of directors as well, which is really great. And and we're we're trying to figure out how do we align both surf and skate um, and and moving forward. And I think you know we we want to have those conversations as well with with snowboarding and, um, you know, it just is, it is exciting. It's a, it's a community. I think that's the thing that, you know, differentiates maybe action sports from, from other sports is that it really is, uh, kind of a, it's a subculture, right. And there's, there's so much more than just the sport that goes into it. And so being able to pull all of those board sports together and kind of one big unified front, uh, makes a lot of sense. And so we're trying to figure out how, how does that make sense and and how do we move forward with it and i was hoping you would talk about that community because that's that's kind of what i i get you know and, and feel from from those that i know that are involved in the, in one or more of those sports so that's that's exciting and and is the goal then uh obviously skateboarding uh, for uh, the able-bodied side is already kind of in that the pipeline for for international competition is, is that the goal of uh para skateboarding as well I mean, and and are we shooting for 2028 is that the, the hopeful or the time frame or 
we we would we would love to have had the time to to get this thing into LA. I mean, obviously, skateboarding means so much to uh, you know to the California community to to the U.S. This is where skateboarding was born. Um, but I, you know, I, th- I think the window of opportunity for LA is probably quickly closing and all of this stuff needs to get in place before, you know, we'd even be a viable candidate to, to, to be included into the next games, uh, after Paris. And so that, you know, that's creating a, a quality classification system that makes sense to the global community. That's, um, you know, integrating coaches cer- certifications. That's getting everybody on the same page when it comes to WADA and USADA that's participating in these competitions that includes our, um, you know, our, um, domestic competition series all the way through to nationals, but then creating actually sanctioned events, um, that happen, uh, internationally, uh, also getting an IF, and so I think World Skate is open to to this. Once we get it to a place where it makes sense and they can come in and 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 take control, but it's just a that the, the lift is so ginormous. I I worry <laughs> about I worry about LA, and obviously, you know, if, if if you've read some articles and things, they they pretty much closed the door on new sports for LA. Um, you know, never say never. We came in late with snowboarding when that <laughs> happened. Uh, it was a True. last minute decision. So I, I will, I'll never say never, but at the same time, um, you know, I, I think that I, I'll say this, what it is right now is head down, do the work, get it to where it needs to be. And then let's just see where we're at. Yeah. And the timing will fall where it falls. Right. That's right. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I was going to ask because kind of, kind of my, uh, two-part question of that was what what is the sport like on an international level and obviously in order for it to make a a, a paralympic uh to become a paralympic sport there has to be you know a number of countries that are that are involved in and immersed in the sport as well so what what is the international competition look like right now it's actually stronger than you'd, you'd imagine it to be huh. Um, yeah, I'm the, uh, I've been the sport organizer for do tour next games for a number of years, as, as I mentioned. And, uh, uh, every time that I run an event with them, which t- typically it's an invite only event and we try and really spread, um, the classifications across the field. And so we kind of call it, um, a, a, a mixed demonstration or, um, um, it, it's, it's, it's hard because, you know, I've got somebody who shows up. Uh, in a wheelchair competing against somebody who is a single baloney amputee or has, uh, you know, is a UL in the UL class upper limb. So um, th- that that group that shows up, though, is very uh, diverse internationally. And so there's a lot of participation. Uh, Brazil, I would say, is probably one of the most, is the strongest um, adaptive skateboard programming that's happening right now globally um aside from us we might be a little bit stronger but um they've they've got some serious talent uh and they're growing the size of the pro- programming is growing and so the, it's it's there it's the i mean i think once this stuff is in place we'll we'll see it start to come out even more so i, I don't think the participation piece is the issue right now it's really just cutting through the red tape and getting things where they need to be so that we look ready yeah 
Yeah, no, understood. And since you talked about classifications, I'd love to love to talk a little bit about, um, you know, if there's an individual out there, whether they're an upper, uh, an arm amputee, a leg amputee, or even, you know, uh, someone that might use a wheelchair, um, how does someone get into the sport? How, um, how does someone, uh, what do they need to know? Yeah, um, so that's the question. Um, and so you, there's... Uh, there's a lot of great programs that are doing stuff out there right now. Um, there's uh, the Adaptive Skate Collective. There's the Sheckler Foundation, of course, Adaptive Action Sports. Um, there's multiple organizations that are that are doing skateboard programming. I think even Challenge Athletes Foundation now has um, some level of uh, adaptive skateboarding programming that's happening. Um, so there's a lot of programs. I would say, you know, check with your... Um, check with your move united chapter and see if if there's something going on there but then when it comes to competition right now it exists in the country um is there's a there's a series called the grind for life series it's mm. a competition series they have an adaptive division within the grind for life series and uh that's a great place to start i think as as our programming starts to unfold and usa skateboarding starts to present more more programming um, you know, ch check back with our website, uh, usaskateboarding.com. Um, and uh, of course, you could always go to Adaptive Action Sports. We're going to be running some cool programming this summer. Um, we've got an overnight camp that's actually happening late in the summer, first week in September. It's going to be a six-day trip here in Colorado. We're going to start in Denver. We'll spend a night in, in a hotel. And then the next four nights will be all car camping. And we'll do it in the resort towns right next to the skate park so we'll camp next to the park we'll skate for a day and then we'll move on to our next location so it should be cool we'll, we'll be able to hit five parks in seven days i think uh and then we'll end back here in denver so we're going to release some stuff on the website and our um, instagram coming up about that that camp here in the next week or so um and then i would suggest that um you know one of the cool things about the culture of skateboarding is that you know everybody it's a family and so if you if you're interested in skateboarding um it's all about taking that first push right go get a skateboard and show up at the park and there's always there's going to be somebody there who wants to help you there's going to be somebody there that's going to offer suggestions uh, and hopefully we get some of this stuff in place soon enough and there'll be will be additional resources well, that that camp that you're offering is sounds pretty exciting. So I hope <laughs> get, yeah. I, I look forward to hearing about hearing the results on that. And, yeah. that's, and you kind of mentioned parks, obviously. So park, I mean, that, that's also what makes this sport very accessible because there are a lot of even small towns, you know, like and and cities that that have uh, invested in uh, you know this community and decided to put in you know a, a skate park at you know either a local park or somewhere in a town or or in, in one of their municipalities or whatever. So uh, you know they don't have to necessarily uh, find a program. They can just go out and and start on their own. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. I, mean, I think that's such the cool thing about skateboarding is one of the best uh, skateboarders that that is out there. The adaptive skateboarders that is out there um, right now. There's two of them and they're from Brazil, um, Felipe Nunes and, oh gosh, he's going to kill me because I can't, <laughs> my, my brain's not working this morning. Um, the, these two young men, um, they were, it, the the reason they're missing their legs, they're both missing their legs, I think 
just below the the knee, but it's just below. Um, and they they both were it was congenital, and so for them the skateboard became uh, a source of um, of access. This was their mobility device, and they didn't have access to wheelchairs, but there was the skateboard, so they could sit on the skateboard. They could get around. Um, and and do what they needed to do, and it became a part of them. And so the 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 crazy amount of uh, talent that that they have, it's unbelievable to watch them do what they do. They are one with the board, and it's really a product of of their environment. And um, and so it's not only accessible, but it makes it makes the environment more accessible, which I think is so cool. Uh, and it's it's. I don't know. I get I get fired up. But I think that's just such a cool thing. And now they're the two best uh, probably in the world. And um, it's it's unbelievable to watch. Uh, but yeah, the the fact that we do have parks pretty much, you know, popping up in every in every town and every city. Uh, a skateboard is is not necessarily cheap, but it's a one time expense. Whereas you know, snowboarding can be a lot to travel to the hill. Uh, buy either buy a season pass or. Right. And the skateboard's a fraction of that cost. You just show up to the park and, and push around. Um, the other cool thing is I invented uh, a years ago for Amy, kind of out of necessity, an adaptive um, skateboard assistive device um, that just mounts right onto your existing skateboard. It's called the um, it's called the Stick It. And so uh, we've actually started to um, produce some of these pieces and and pretty quickly here, we're going to do some pre-sales on the ADAX website. And I've had a number of individuals use these from w, uh, double amputees, um, single below knee, um, single above knee amputees, single arm amputees. And you can do uh, a no fall with a never ever, somebody who's never been on a skateboard before, you could do a no fall lesson for an hour. And by the end of it, the individual is pushing around on the skateboard and on their own, which is super cool. So, so yeah. It's like it's a learning device or is it a, a balancing device or both? <laughs> It's both. It's both. And so the, the way that I designed it, um, and I don't want to go into too much too much detail. We'll let it we'll let it speak for itself when it comes out. But essentially, um it's a handle, so to speak. You hold on to it, but it's um it's telescoping telescoping so that you can you can um reduce or raise the height. Mm-hmm. Uh and it it promotes proper body position. You point where you go, you look where you want to go. Uh right. it gives somebody the stability that they need that they won't feel like the board. I don't know if you've ever seen a skateboard, but if you're not balanced, it feels like it wants to shoot out from under you. Right. It gets rid of that a hundred percent. It allows you to take one foot off without feeling super unstable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's amazing to watch and it's just such a simple concept, but um it's it's hopefully you know it'll and the way that it's designed too because it's it's telescoping you can essentially move it out of your way when you're ready to and you don't need it at all it's just there in front of you um but or you take or you when you're ready you take it off and we in fact we were thinking about doing something like um you know you'd have the opportunity to use it for a certain amount of time and then you could return it to to the organization for you know half of your money back or something like that <laughs> we, would, we would send it on to somebody else or treat it like a rental maybe i don't know we'll, we'll come up we'll come up with something but uh it's exciting it's cool and i think it'll bring skateboarding to a lot more individuals who may may otherwise have not got on a board 
And so for those, and obviously the skateboard is, is an essential piece of equipment for skateboarding. Um, but, and for those that are like just starting out, skate, you can get, you know, kind of a, a entry level skateboard that may not be totally out of, you know, totally uh, reduce your wallet or whatever too much. And then obviously as you, as you advance in the sport and you want to get a little bit more of a, of a better board and uh, that, 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 uh, you know, is either lighter or easier for easier to, to work, then you might be spending some money. So it's, it, it, it's a, it, you know, it's a, it's a piece of equipment that can be, you know, flexible. That's right. Yeah, totally. I mean, you could go to Walmart or Target and get a decent enough skateboard to go out. I mean, these days it's pretty, you know, back in the day, you wouldn't want to buy a Toys R Us or a <laughs> Target skateboard, but now they're pretty, you know, it's pretty level playing field. The The wheels are quality from there. The the trucks are okay. Um, good enough, like you said, to get you out and pushing around and trying a couple of things. And then, yeah, when you're ready to, to be more advanced, yeah, you buy, you buy up. So that's right. Yeah. And besides the board, what are, Daniel, what are some of the other things that people may need? You know, I'm thinking like obviously elbow guards or knee guards, you know, or knee pads or they're just, what are, what are the other pieces of equipment that a, that a rider or a skateboarder may need? hundred percent a helmet. That should be, if you can't afford knee pads, um, you know, wrist guards or elbow pads, the, the helmet should be your first investment. Uh, and then, and then I would suggest elbows and knees would be next. And then if you feel like you need wrist guards, those would be next. Um, but certainly those are things um, that that you should have no matter what. I, I wear a helmet every time I get on my board. I think it's super important. Um, and I would say too, somebody, you know, somebody who has some experience and can give you a little bit of instruction. Uh we I, one thing that we do plan on doing at USA Skateboarding is is starting to um, create some how to um, content, and so that'll that'll live on IG and then our YouTube. But Ooh. I think you know it's really important to have somebody. And if you showed up to the skate park with a new board under your arm, uh, and you found somebody there, you could if you're vocal and you go ask questions, somebody's going to respond and and help you figure out how to push around and and make it uh make a successful day for you and um and obviously in terms of uh, besides just pushing around and then once you get familiar with all of that where how do you learn moves and, and tricks and those types yeah. of things so i would say the next thing i would mention before we get to that would be skate park etiquette mm. i think you know i think right now um you know there's so many um new kids coming into the skate park there's scooters which are uh, a new addition to the skate park sometimes there's bicycles that are integrated into the park there's of course roller skates which are making a huge comeback which i love um but <laughs> I, I think um you know skate park etiquette is something that's super important making sure that your head is on a swivel that you're not uh entering into the park we call it dropping in that you're not dropping in on somebody else if somebody else is already in the um field of play so uh, is what we call it if they're not already in the park then you wait your turn um and don't be over eager don't go over and over again because you're going to get in somebody's way um, and just, I think the biggest piece is be respectful, ask questions to the older kids that are there and, uh, you know, head on a swivel. 
And then I would say the next piece to it is I learned how to skateboard. So much of of my learning experience for both skateboard and snowboard came from watching videos. Mm. I spent a lot of time watching (laughs) videos, slowing it down, speeding it up, watching it again. Uh, Back when we had VHS uh, tapes and I, I would wear those things out. But uh, yeah, watch watching videos and learning. There's a lot of how-to stuff that is out there, um, and all of that stuff is is just so is so valuable for a sport like skateboarding. Um, you know, it's really it's an interesting thing because it really is built around video. It has been for the since day one. Um, we've we've always as a as a culture we always uh, if somebody does something new in the skateboard world and achieve something great the reason the skateboard community knows about it is because we saw it on a video mm-hmm. which is very different for um uh, you know for a lot of the other sports you know we read about it or you know if we're lucky enough to be at the game or watch the game on tv but um for for skateboarding really we communicate through video we learn through video um and so I, it's just a that's just a big piece of the culture and then of course you add the you know you add the artwork on the bottom of the skateboard and you add the music that we're listening to when you watch that part uh which makes it you know music art and and sport all all come together yeah and and um and i'm glad you mentioned that i'm glad you, and i'm glad you brought up etiquette too because i think it's just that's just important and a safety you know ultimately contributes to safety as well so yeah. i think it's, that's important i know we've talked a lot so obviously when people think of skateboarding they think of you know folks that are ambulatory and so even on the adaptive side if you have an arm amputation or leg amputation but um what about those that that um, you know need uh, access to a wheelchair what how how is that sport adapted um for those skateboarders yeah. So um, WCMX, as it's called, uh, coined by Aaron Fotheringham, who we all know and love. Um, he's just a fantastic kid. I, I love mm-hmm. that guy. Yep. Um, so he coined the term and it's be- it's just booming, isn't it? It's so cool to see how um, how many kids have have adopted the the WCMX. And we envision that to be uh, absolutely a part of what we want to do moving forward. We see that as a piece of our programming. The the classifications, of course, are going to be a lot more complicated, right? The judging will be different because it's not a traditional skateboard. But we think that it's just so valuable. Um, we want to make sure that we do our part in seeing that um, that piece be successful. Yeah, and I'm and, and I'm glad you mentioned that because I I knew of WCMX, um, but didn't think of it in the context of skateboarding originally. So I think that the fact that it will just open up and allow more adaptive athletes to participate uh, is really exciting. And and, yeah. and 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 that that side is growing and expanding thanks to Aaron and, and others that have been doing some amazing tricks and and things um, uh, for the for the last number, several years. So, oh, so yeah. I think, I think kind of bringing the bringing the two together is really exciting. No, it's so cool, and you know a lot of them can sit themselves skaters and they should i mean they're in the skate park they they are they are skating so um and they're doing some some super amazing stuff so yeah i think that that's a that's a really important piece to the puzzle and of course it opens the doors for a lot more people that might not be able to stand on a skateboard And their chair, and their chair is their board. So, yeah. uh, you know, absolutely. So, uh, Daniel, anything that we've not talked about that, or I failed to ask you about that you want to just make sure that we we talk about? 
Um, I'm I'm sure there is, but we've talked about it so much. Let me try and let me think. Give me give me a pause for a second. You know, I think um, you know, I think the important thing for everybody, um, you know, is is we're at we're this is the, we're at the infantile stages of a new a brand new sport, and so um, it's baby steps. There's a lot of other organizations, like I mentioned, that are doing some great things along the way. Um, you know, to to help you know, push the push this effort forward and and move the the needle on it um but you know a little bit of patience and and um eventually we're we're going to get where we want to be awesome and lastly just again the websites for both adaptive action sports and usa skateboarding yeah so you can just go to adaptiveactionsports.org or uh, adacs.org adax.org and then for skateboarding it's usaskateboarding.com um and then of course for both it's it's the same for our social media handles at usa skateboarding and at adaptive action sports uh and there's a lot of cool stuff exciting stuff coming up i ooh, i do want to mention um something that's very cool that uh, I was able to do during COVID, which uh, obviously everybody pivoted. But while we were in COVID, I actually uh, reached out to somebody at Logitech about creating an adaptive esports league. And so we put together a small subcommittee a couple of years ago. Uh, and now we've grown it into this really cool thing. We're on our second year of an adaptive esports tournament. Um, for something called Rocket League, there's fifty thousand dollar purse. It's this is just a dedicated adaptive esports league. But you can go on the Adaptive Action Sports website under programs and click on esports there and and check it out. So that's something I think is really cool. I'm really proud of. And Logitech, uh, you know, came on board full force with that thing, and it, it's exciting. So that's very cool. Check it out. 